Hey guys, welcome back. This is Peter and you're listening to Train Talk. This is one of our Hot Ones episodes where we talk about the things that we're loving at the moment, whether that's a podcast, a book, YouTube series or an Instagram post. Before we get into it, we really appreciate all the feedback on our previous episode about Do We Need Abs, episode 45. If you haven't listened to it, go have a listen to it now. We loved hearing your perspective on the ability that a few of you have actually had being able to get abs and how freaking difficult it was and how fleeting it was as well. And some of the feedback kind of came out that we are, so many of us are still drawn to lean stomachs. And just to question that a little bit, where that comes from. And also a few of you are just happy that we are kind of changing that mentality on the necessity of having abs. So if you haven't listened to it, go have a listen there and then jump back on this episode. All right, let's get into it. If you have any feedback for this episode, remember you can follow us at train.fitness, T-R-E-I-G-N, and you can reply to any of our Instagram posts and you can let us know what you think there. Bye. Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, Episode 46. 46. Uh, Today is a Hot Ones episode, so we're going to be talking about some of the things we've been consuming lately. Uh, Podcasts, books, products, TV shows, uh, anything that's kind of tickling our fancy. Mm. It's a weird phrase. Yeah, I mean, some of them don't tickle the fancy. What are, like, what's a fancy and how do you tickle it? Why do you tickle it? Touch my fancy. Ooh, <laughs> no, that sounds naughty. <laughs> but so does tickle. Anyway, uh, um, so why don't you kick it off and... I reckon the first thing that comes to mind because it was a purchase that I got for Christmas and that you've mm. had for a while is whoops. Whoop, whoop. Whoops, unite. We are on the Whoop bandwagon. You've been on it for a while. I was one of the OG. Yeah, man. Whoops. Whoopsters. Whoop. Whoopies. I like whoopsters. Um, it's a... <laughs> think of it as... This is unsponsored, by the yeah. way. But if you are watching and want to send me a t-shirt or something, I won't, you know, claim trademark to whoopsters. You can have it. <laughs> to whoopsters. Um, whoop is a recovery tracking tool. Yeah. So a lot of people would look at this kind of bandy thing and think like, oh, it's a Fitbit or you're tracking your steps or it's a, I don't know, some form of tracker. There is also, if you have an Apple Watch, it does track things like your steps and your heart rate. But this is different because it's a little bit more nuanced than, than just your heart rate and the steps. So this will look at, like Peter said, recovery. So in regards to recovery, it will measure something called heart rate variability, which is very different to just resting heart rate and arguably much more indicative of your current state of um, health, but also I think uh, how primed your nervous system is for strain and stress. So if it's constantly under stress, you will have a very low heart rate variability. So to get, um, and I'm not an expert on this by any means, but to get kind of we're sciencey, learning what we're yeah, uh, heart rate variability is the measure of time between heartbeats. So 
I don't know exactly and it's measured how. When you sleep. Yeah, well, it's measure like milliseconds or something. Anyway, so it's like the milliseconds that um, lapse between one beat and the next. So you know how your heart goes boom boom. As far as I understand, it's the time between the boom and the boom. <laughs> Right? Because it goes boom, boom, and then I boom, that's boom. Science. So that's heart rate. Yes. But then the boom, and then the boom, <laughs> that's heart rate variability. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. Totally. That, that's science. Hashtag science. That's, that's it as far as I understand yeah. it to be. So the longer, the, the bigger the distance, the bigger the time you have between those first and second first and second beats is your heart rate variability and the more primed your system is for or the more primed your yeah the more primed your nervous system is for stress then the higher the number yeah yeah well no if it's super low that's bad totally yes did i make the more primed you are the the more primed you are the higher the number is we want a high heart rate variability yes at the moment which is kind of counterintuitive mine because is in the forties. Yeah, is mine isn't great either. Very low. So if you're constantly stressed, or if your system, if your system is just constantly fighting something, I was actually going to say because so Peter messaged. We have a group chat, and Peter sent a message to the group chat, being like, "Guys, my heart rate variability is shit, and I never get enough deep sleep." And she's like, "What should I do?" So the sleep thing aside, I actually wonder if it's kind of interconnected. I but think it. I reckon. It I might wonder be. if there is some kind of you know micro inflammation that happens in your body because you get like the arm bumps too. So I wonder if there's like a micro inflammation happening in the body that the body just has to. It's just stressed. Mm. It feels like it's stressed more. Yep. So I was gonna say like maybe some blood tests or totally food intolerance because testing because I think that they're so interlinked because the fact that they that whoop in particular will track it'll get your data from your heart rate variability during your deep sleep right it's during deep sleep right interesting so if i'm not getting there was one night that i literally got zero deep and 10 minutes of rem rem is when you um, dream rapid eye movement i was like am i dead (laughs) like this is this still on like what the hell so um I think using it, it's been really interesting just kind of... Because you're, you've are you always thought you were a good I sleeper. I thought I was a great sleeper. Um, and I, I know that there's also that thing of like, as soon as you start tracking your sleep and if something tells you that you've had a bad sleep in your mind, you're like, oh my God, now I don't sleep so well. And then you get stressed because you're not sleeping. Yeah. Um, but previously, I obviously thought that I was like, no, I, I get my eight hours, sometimes more than eight hours. Like that should be great. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm winning in usually 100% of the sleep needed. I always get it. I'm winning, but I so have in low whoop, quality. <laughs> in whoop, you can do teams. So we if have I a have a whoop team. band and Peter has a whoop, dan- whoop band and Rian has a whoop band, we can create a team and then we can see where each other is at in terms of sleep. And so you recovery. screenshot things to your friends and you're like, Hey Bro. man, why aren't you recovering? Like, what you been doing? Are you all right? Yeah. Or you go like, you Mel will be screenshotting being like. I am 97% recovered today. Yeah. Like, suck it, bitches. Woo! <laughs> so it's a lot of fun. Because I'm very rarely 97% yeah. recovered. So. And one of our um, girls, the, one of our members, Annalise, is in our train crew whoop team. And her heart rate variability today is 209. That's insane. That is wild. Her resting heart rate is also 36. I'm almost like, maybe. I'd be a little too- worried. It's like, boom. <laughs> Boom. Seriously. Minus. Boom. My heart rate variability is 44. Boom. <laughs> it's like, 
What is happening? So I think that's I'd be stressed if I saw it. I think that's another um, indicator that the the external that we see of people is a a small part of the pie when you're looking at their overall health. But we always see like, oh, that person looks like this. So therefore they must be like all round great at whatever they do or like someone who might be larger who has an amazing like resting heart rate. Um, you just can't, you don't know these things until you start tracking stuff. Yeah, and I think so, it's just nice to start thinking a little bit more about the things that are so vital, like sleep. Yes, because we know it's important, but you know, then there's quality and all yeah. the other stuff. They do say that um, who's they? A Whoop. So Whoop has a podcast. Yeah. Well. Okay. Um, but it is linked. Apparently, um, the the. I mean, not just whoop, but a lot of studies have shown that uh, lo- the lower amount of um, deep sleep that you're getting, that's when your brain is like getting rid of all of the waste kind of, ugh, there was a word for it. Listen to the whoop podcast. Um, waste in your body. That's when it starts to like do all its cleaning. Detoxification. Yeah. So that's why, why you need so much of it, why you need like an hour and a half of it a night. And if you don't get that, the higher instance of lower deep sleep, that's when, um, things like higher instances of neurological diseases so like alzheimer's and early onset dementia wow interesting mm. so that's why you need deep sleep and that's why i'm like yeah, oh my god well, it's i need almost it. like your deep sleep is what like when your body hits the control alt delete button mm, absolutely. so it's super restorative and, and yeah exactly so i don't know what exactly the science is i used to know so much more about this when i was studying more like neuroscience and reading more about mm. The body. the body and the brain specifically in relation to sleep um but there is something that happens in that deep and REM sleep phase that is super restorative and um for your cells and and um oh okay, it's all kind so of smart. coming back to me yeah call us biohackers guys we're just the next the new age <laughs> yeah we're Dave Asprey new age Dave Asprey uh yeah anyway something happens to like the transmitters in your brain where Anyway, it's just kind of like a reset thing. Oh, fuck. <laughs> anyway, but this is why sleeping tablets are mm, not are not great because place. they put you in predominantly light sleep, mm. um, and you miss out on REM sleep completely. And your deep sleep is so minimal that you know yep. it's it's basically it's like you've just been to sleep yeah and it's the same as a lot of people I've when the whole um marijuana and cbd oil thing came oh, around yeah. for sleep and it's still around um but there's something about marijuana and cbd oil that apparently same thing you you'll get deep sleep and light sleep but it Not stops so REM. rem it stops the rem cycle interesting yeah rems when you dream so if you know that you've dreamt you've most likely had some REM. Yes, but REM is super important as well for the restorative um, benefits that it does serve. I've read this, it's science. Okay, we should have totally read up on this That's before right. we anyway, came whoop. at you, but we just wanted to talk at Whoop, and we wanted to talk about Whoop and not the science of Whoop. But it is a great tool. The only thing is, as Peter says, is don't let it become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like there is, it is a way we to understand. We know someone who reads a lot into it, and her name is Rian. <laughs> something's wrong with you something's wrong with you it's like or maybe it's just a machine strapped to my wrist it's yeah. gonna be okay we're gonna get through this day yeah. and sometimes somehow like, I've I had survived. it off 
I didn't wear it on the years. weekend because I went out and I didn't want to be wearing a whoop. <laughs> Peter's dead. Peter has died. She's dead. So <laughs> I had no stats. Um, and then you had to track. I had to estimate when I went to bed and when I woke up for the other two nights. But they didn't have stats for that. Anyway, whoop. It's, I don't know why I'm saying this, but the band itself is free and you pay a membership. So it's different to like a Fitbit or anything else like that. And it is really cool. If you're interested in your recovery and you're interested in learning about um, kind of what's going on with your body on a bit of a deeper level, which we weren't, we like to nerd out on that stuff. It's non-invasive. Yep. I mean, it depends on your opinions on like EMFs. Oh, um, okay. Right. Yeah. Like Bluetooth Bluetooth. connectivity. Yeah. You can turn your Bluetooth off. For like a whole day and then just have it update. So that's what I do at nighttime. So we turn our Wi-Fi and our Bluetooth off at night. So, and it'll just sit on your wrist and then it'll It'll um, update update in the morning once you wake up. So instead of having it constantly kind of transmitting information. uh, For the people listening, it's a band. (laughs) (laughs) I know, we're we're showing the camera. This is what the whoop looks like. It's literally a band um, and it has no screen. Anything that you do to do with it is on its app. Yes. On your phone. And it's really easy to use, actually. It's quite user-friendly. We should totally go to Whoop. We'll yeah. We'll talk to Lucky about it. Yeah. Just, like, you should sponsor us. Whoopsters. Anyway, Whoop. Okay, next one. You have been reading... I don't know when this book came out. It's a, It's been like 10 years old. Yeah, it's, I think it's a little older than 10 years. It's an oldie but a goodie. And I don't know how I missed it. Because I've read her other book, Option B. Um, but this is called, the book I'm reading is called Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg. And if you guys don't know Sheryl Sandberg, she is, was the COO of Facebook. She also worked for Google and I think, I don't think she worked for LinkedIn, but I think she was offered a job. She's a boss bitch. Um, she was telling a story in the book actually of, (laughs) she gave a commencement speech um at a university it was like an all-girls university and she's sorry oh right okay so i'm not that i'm not not. that behind but still a good six years seven years um so she was giving a commencement address at an all-girls university and one of the girls came up to her after she gave her commencement address and was like you're a bad bitch and she's like i learned after the fact that it's a good thing it is a good thing to be a bad bitch i was like you're hilarious um i also think that if anyone watches Silicon Valley, the actor of Lori is yes. meant to be. Um, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, modeled off of Lori her. Lori seems slightly Aspergy. She does. She seems slightly Aspergy. And She's you read this super, book. Yeah, that's true. And she does not sound like that. No, no, no. So I think it's she one of those things like, of course, a show like that would paint a woman and like that yeah, totally. in. Because she has to. Because a woman has to be. Like socially, you couldn't and emotionally possibly void to totally. be super smart and brilliant and good in in tech business, in business which is so hilarious. True. So that's kind of a good um, intro to what this book is about. So I think it should be mandatory reading. I posted it on my Instagram yesterday, and I was like, this should be mandatory reading in schools because mm. I think men would benefit from reading as well. A female perspective in like high end business. Yeah, and just the education system. So she spoke about, she gave a multitude of different examples of how these things affect us even from a really early age and how teachers will treat boys differently to girls in classrooms. And she gave one example of 
she had a friend's um, daughter who came home from school really upset one day because the teacher asked, what did you want to be when you grow up? And apparently she had like a little boyfriend at the time and um, they both wanted to be astronauts. And she, the mom was like, that's okay. You can both be astronauts. Yeah. What's the issue? And she's like, well, who's going to stay home and take care of the kids if we're both going to space? And I was like, that's what you're worried about. But can you imagine like no chance in hell that little boy would have been like, I don't know if I can be an astronaut because I might have to stay home and look after the kids. So it's this whole conditioning, um, societal conditioning around traditional gender roles in society around what is a women, what is a woman most primed to do or best served to do? And what is a man, you know, most primed and suited to do and how we reinforce those roles. And I'm guilty of it. Totally. There are so many things in the book where she was just like, you know when you say this it means this and when you say this it communicates this and there have been so and she gave such an obvious example and I was so you know you're doing like oh, one of those just like face palming like, was this about Fuck. parenting or uh, no just personally yeah. someone gives you a compliment you immediately try to diminish it I don't know if you do this yeah. as well but if someone's just like hey Mel you did this thing and it was great I would like I play it off or I try to play it down or I'll like give someone else the credit or I'll be like, oh, it's because of all of these other reasons. It definitely wasn't because like I'm intelligent enough to pull something like that off myself without luck, environment or other people, you know, and I do it all the time. And it's, you know, a dude would never do that. He'd be like, fucking thanks. As you should. Totally. As you should. We should learn something from that. She gave the other example of... Um, an instance where she had this kind of Silicon Valley tech boardroom meeting about foreign policy and every single person in that, in the meeting was of equal, um, status, you know, um, equal position, equal, equally ranked. And they all came into a boardroom and the women automatically went and sat on the edges of the room. Instead of sitting at the table. Instead of sitting at the table. And even when she asked them to come sit at the table, they said, no, no, don't worry, you know? And it's almost like women don't want to be seen as this, you know, like pervasive in your face, like I'm going for it because, and she even said in the book, women have to be seen predominantly as nurturing. And if they aren't seen as nurturing, something's wrong with them. So yeah. if you don't come across as like this nice, gentle creature and someone more like then Lori from Silicon Valley, you're... you're a psychopath yeah. or like you're, un- you're unliked. And she was just giving examples of some articles that were written about her in um, like mainstream media. Yeah. And it was astonishing. Like basically saying the, the reason she got it. to her position in Facebook was because of the people she knew. Oh, well, yeah. it was be- oh, like, you know, she knew people and that's why she got in. But it's like, that's so what happens everyone. with literally every job. You know someone, you get an interview. How do you think anyone else gets jobs? How do you think a lot of the lawyers and finance people get jobs? They went to a certain school that was also the same school that the hiring people went to. Yeah, and you just network. You make connections. That's like yep. half the freaking booty. You've got to do that stuff. And but because she was a female, and she, she was a it. female. It was like, oh, it's you like you don't really deserve this job. You just got it because. Mm. And it's like they would never have written that about a man. That's true. So there were so many instances where I was like, oh my god. Anyway, I came home and I just told Hamish, I was like, all women, you're hiring all women. <laughs> you're in your business, all women. Oh, anyway, I think between the both of us, we've kind of like maybe we've equaled out because yeah. it's like on my list, <laughs> all girls. 
I just love it. Yeah, that's but true. We, Trains you know, all women. Yeah. So anyway, it was really eye-opening and there were some things that didn't resonate with me totally because I was like, oh, of course I'd sit at the table. Like I would never be someone who mm. would sit on the side of the room. I'd be like, I fucking deserve to be here. I'm going to sit here. But I can totally see how that Absolutely. would be a default behavior and say if for, there, you're in a team women. predominantly of men and like certain situations about even I think we see it in movies quite often of like there's one woman on the team and all the guys going out to like go bond and they're going to the to the bar and they're gonna go like smoke cigars or whatever very um stereotypical men things to do it's like yeah why would the female be coming I don't know it's just because we're dudes and we're doing it or you know in an industry when it's predominantly men and their for their celebration for the end of job is that they go to the strip club and it's like why would they not go to the strip club oh because you have females in your team yeah there's only one or two like they don't have to come it's kind of weird if they do come so it'd be good if they didn't that's in building in particular wow yeah but I think also so a point that um, makes me think about that book, I've read the book as well, but I kind of moving it into like, say, the fitness space, it makes me think like, so we train with weights a lot. We, we advocate women's strength training. Um, it's, and that's seen as quite uh, like a masculine or like strong and like not necessarily cold, but very tough and like, that kind of mentality that's when people look at you know they, they find out that you lift weights and they're like wow like you must be really tough and yeah, strong yeah there's a certain grrr. stigma and persona that comes yeah, around and, rather yeah, than comes along with it. not only can you like lift weights and do all those things you could be like a mum or you know you can be you can be someone who does something like strength training and you can also be very empathetic and really kind and like or you could be super girly like Rian gets fake eyelashes and she's a freaking weightlifter and you yeah. just wouldn't associate it's like why can't there be that they can co- why can't, why they, can't, they, coexist? Why can't they coexist yeah and that's the same with women in the workplace mm. it's like trying to be <laughs> you can hear beanbags it's <laughs> Kona trying to get comfy you comfy now Mel's dog spot. trying to get comfy oh my god he looks so comfy he does but uh, yeah, I think that that's uh, that's like constant push pull that we hear about all the time. Women trying to and it's the wording be the family and women try to also be in business or trying to do multiple things at once. And it's like, can you have it all? How yes, does she do it? it? Yeah, how does she do, she do it? it? It's like you just do it. Like it's nothing. And sometimes incredible. you suck at one thing, and sometimes you probably suck at another thing. You're not gonna like. Also, there's there's no like perfect balance. In or that the thing situation. as well that I feel I come across now having a kid and also having a career and wanting to work in the workforce um, because there are moms who stay home and there are moms who go to Mm. traditional jobs but I have never in my life met a mom that doesn't work so I don't like that oh do you work that's true Uh, yeah every freaking day (laughs) that is work that's true so I've never met a mom that doesn't work it's just where that takes place where that takes place yes um but it, beca- it there's so much, um, like it, it kind of feels like this, it's very subconscious, like no one will ever say it, but it's almost like the working moms are classified as working moms who go to 
jobs are classified as women who don't love their kids as much which I think sucks. And then the women who stay at home are the women that are, you know, kind of subconsciously classified as giving into the patriarchy and just, you know, you can't win. you're not moving us up in society. And it kind of feels like, you know, doomed if you do, damned if you don't. Absolutely. It's, it feels like a lose-lose in the way that we've been painting it. And society doesn't um, help women. It almost sets them up to fail. Like if you look at, we just finished up school holidays. Thank God for anyone who has neighbors <laughs> who are Children. like 16 and younger. Thank God they're back at school this week. Um, but like there was what, six weeks of school holidays, depending on what school you went to, what working mother in a traditional job would get six weeks of holiday? None. Or working father. Or working oh, dad. Like no, it's totally. such a fair point. What parent would get six weeks of holiday off, you know? And even the schooling, the timetable's like nine to three. Yep. It's so unfair for people who want to have careers. I think the whole system is just assuming one parent, parent yes, will be at absolutely. home full time looking after the kid. And in a city like work Sydney, that is so flexible. Get though. about it. Like, you can't afford to have one person. Yep. you know for a lot of families yeah so i just find the way that it's set up sets women predominantly up to fail yeah um and then i also think that on the flip side messages the what's being told to men is not helping men be able to also have that mm. like have that flexibility of being able to be an equal parent Yes. And because, like, why would they not or want to? Or partner. Absolutely. Like, like, they come home and they do the work thing and they make the money. Therefore, they come home and they're exempt from just everyday yeah. tasks. And then the woman also feels like she has to do those things. To try and make up for the fact that because she's not Because that's her. Yes, money. exactly. So it becomes this vicious circle. Anyway, in the book, it's really good. It actually speaks about whether or not you have kids yet um, or you don't. It's a really good... Um, almost kind of pre-kid mm. um, discussion. Yeah, to, like discussions to kind of just get your head around, you know, are we going to be equal partners in this? And mm -hmm. what are the roles that we will each have? I guess what will that look like? Yeah, and there's an element of, you know, you figure it out as you go. I mean, it's kind of just like fallen into Hamish and I, you know, Hamish does this job and I do this job. And that's just, you know, Hamish... Um, we'll plan this around our life and all plan holidays yeah. and birthday parties. And anyway, it's kind of like you have this division of tasks, but it is a partnership where we are equals in the work that we contribute to our home and to our lives. Yeah. And it's not only based on, you know, who brings in the money. It's like there's a multitude of different jobs that need to happen beyond just... For things to, like, work. Yeah, your, exactly. In your lives. Exactly. I so think, I think... Um, in particular, say for Hamish, I think people in certain um, industries, but also at certain levels within the industry. So he is one of the bosses. So him showing that he would take some time off to help raise Emmy when she came into the world and also um, like making for him, he's gone, OK, this is important to me. I want to be able to, to you know, be there when she wakes up I want to be able to be there when she goes to bed or you know be there for dinner time or certain things like yeah. that that he's gone this is a non-negotiable for me if I when I can I'm gonna do that and I think the more that that men in certain industries probably in all industries with the ability to say like I actually want to be there 
yeah. for my kid's life because what's the point if yeah. I can't actually be there? Totally. And it's unfair that I can't be there because society thinks that I'm not an equal partner mm. of raising a kid. Um, and I think even, you know, taking parental leave and all of that stuff as well. And I think the more people push it. for it yes. and make it um, – and, and ask for it, the yeah. more society will morph and change. And to there won't suit, be such friction with people doing To suit these kind of well. scenarios. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. I, um, anyway, we went on a, we went to some other places there, but it all. But it's good. Yeah. Like, I mean, parenting and having kids is one thing, but also just, I find being a woman and even though we are, you know, in 2020, people are hyper aware of you know, gender mm. and especially everything that's going on with, you know, Me Too movements mm. and what was the other one? Like, this is enough or what was it called? Anyway, you're doing the face. Like, what that are was you the face saying? of I don't know. Um, anyway, with all of these, you know, feminist movements really taking charge in the it's last, time? it's time or time's up. Time's that's up. what it is. Ah, it's enough. <laughs> it's a really catchy hashtag that we don't remember. <laughs> yes. Time's up or Time's me too. Um, you know, I think that people still have these things that they say that they don't realize they're saying. Mm. And we need to be hyper aware. Like even me, just when someone gives me a compliment, just saying, hey, thanks. That's really nice of you to I've say that. I worked really hard on that. I did work really hard and it's really, I really appreciate the compliment. Or, you know, yeah. even just negotiating the lease with our new place. Oh, yeah. I remember there were some things that I was like, I'm absolutely not settling for that. Like that is not happening. And you know, getting, being told I need to calm down and I'm bossy. And it's like, would you ever say that, say to, a that to a man? We're yeah. in a lease negotiation. We negotiate. <laughs> I'm down. not being bo- bossy. I'm just not agreeing with you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You would have died. I was like, you said what now? <laughs> There's nothing like being told to calm down in general. When you're perfectly <laughs> calm and just not agreeing. It's like, that's not happening. You need to go back and, and say no. Um, yeah, I like, um, voice goes real hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and I mean, lean in by Cheryl Sandberg. Lean in by Cheryl Sandberg. Okay, I'm gonna sell myself because I could go off. Anyway, well, there was actually this kind of leads into it. You probably haven't seen it yet. It was only a recent post by um, Shona Virtue. She's an Australian um, PT slash yoga teacher slash mobility gal. Um, Instagrammer um, who has been living in the UK for ages and she posted it was about it's a recent post and it's about um, it's about being women being fear-mongered into away from strength training and into things like uh, like bar classes and Pilates and the more like feminine types of exercise um, with the with under this guise of if you do these things you will get long and lean muscles as opposed to just like normal muscles which are <laughs> fat and How short are you long if you've ever been to a bar or a reformer class there is a lot of lingo that gets spoken within the class and it's like there's fat burning stages okay we're moving into the fat burning stage this like which no, doesn't make they any don't sense talk whatsoever. like that yep. And then it's all about like, okay, we're going to do this movement, like a, I don't know, an arm out or whatever. And that's going to lengthen and make our muscles long and lean. It's a common phrase used in a lot of Pilates classes. Not to bag on Pilates, freaking hard. Pilates is great, but you don't have to talk like that. Absolutely. And you don't have to create this language that is like, you're not 
like you're actually just making up it's like shit. magic totally more like lengthening. This is gonna be lengthening so what you're a me let's just lengthen you're a our short bones. human but now you're gonna be really tall like hold on i just want to stop sometimes instructors Your muscles and be like only ever this makes be- no sense hold on stop how am i in a fat burning phase right now what does that mean because i'm pulsing and how do you know burning? oh god yeah. Oh. yeah 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 shit's real anyway not to bag on pilates it's really hard. But the I would bag hard on hard. that language. I would That's bag on ridiculous. the language. Absolutely. Anyway, she was talking about this language and how, you know, to be more, to get a Pilates body or a long and lean body, whatever that means. If you do things like bar classes and Pilates and yoga, that will create a body like that. And I think it's the selling and telling people that that's how you're going to create your dream body or whatever the terminology is that that's how you will get there and I think what she was saying is just like the fitness industry is built on this bullshit and I'm fucking sick of it I was like dang girl correct um and that's someone coming from she's a yoga teacher as well Mm. um but she trains strength and she's just and I yeah I've seen it and I'm just like okay that's a great post so Shona Virtue follow her because she does post some great stuff even though it's so good sometimes she'll be like here's a thirsty photo anyway look at my caption (laughs) she's like i am bowing to the patriarchy i know how this works i know what you're gonna stop like scrolling on um so i'm just gonna post shit like that and then you're gonna stop and actually maybe read my caption and that my friends is what instagram has turned into Mm. I wish sometimes she would just be like, hey, here's not a thirsty photo. And I actually have really smart things to say. And I don't need to show my ass off to get you to listen to me. I know. But at least and I wonder if she thinks like because she's acknowledging it that she's like, it's not actually what I'm doing. But then it's like it still is what you're doing. And then it's also like, but is that totally like, are you almost using that to your advantage then? So then does that make that? That's a good point. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're winning we're winning <laughs> oh, it's that whole like I'm in control of my body and I'm going to use my body to my own advantage I actually have no problem with oh, yeah. being like this is a photo of my body and yeah. I love it and I'm super proud and I'm going to rock it on this social media yeah, platform like you go absolutely I have no issue with that oh yeah I'm not going to do it but you have to know what kind of stuff you're attracting when you do do that so if people oh, are man. like oh I just want to grab your ass like sometimes I read the comments and I'm like this is so gross or if you know 70% of your followers are men it's like oh yeah red flags but if that's oh, what you want to like do then thing. you do you yeah like no judgment um yeah oh we that could be another discussion in itself long lean muscles no oh, the whole about? like oh, social media the male given to do we just, you know, play the game? And I do agree there is an element of, you know, you've just got to play the game mm. and give the people what they want. And then there is also an element of how do you do how that do you and also and change and the change discussion and yeah. change the standard of behavior that goes on in these. Because you know that recent thing that was going around, like, what's my Facebook pick? What's my Tinder pick? What's my Instagram pick? And then what's my LinkedIn pick? Have you seen those? Um, yes. Yeah, Dolly they've Parton been everywhere. That That's hilarious yeah. that she did that. Uh, but you see, everyone's Instagram one is like a photo of them doing like one of those. Like, and then it's also that same Tinder photo. And it's the same Tinder photo. But you don't see that on LinkedIn. You don't see that on 
you know, Facebook. It's a so platform. it doesn't have to be yeah. that way. Like, you know, your photo on Inst- on Facebook isn't going to be, it's you and your kid or it's you and your partner, yeah, you know, boring. just like be a human. People want thirsty pigs. Yeah. That's, why, that's what makes Instagram go around. I know. It is a visual platform. It is. I don't know where I stand on this. I <laughs> yeah, I know. Think more. <laughs> I think you can't be black and white with these things. No, you we can't. We talk about one thing and we're like, hold on, good point. And I like Shona Virtue. Sometimes I just wish she was like... I ain't going to give you that thirsty pick, even though I know I, know I got the body it. to do it. And I know you want it. <laughs> but my brain. I know. What else was that? That made me think. Sorry, we've got a few more things. Do we? Yeah. Um, there is someone that you need to follow on Instagram. How am I going to find this? And she is 90 years old. Oh, was this She's the probably Betty, very the popular. The Betty lady? Yes. What's her name? Hold on. It's like Crazy Betty or something. Batty Winkle. Batty Winkle. Winkle. I used to follow her. She has nearly 4 million followers on Instagram. It made me a bit sad, though, following her. (laughs) It's like, when you're that old, you don't want to be doing that shit. You do not want to be. Like, you don't know her. I mean, yeah, maybe she's just living. This is like best life. I also love the fact that, okay, so she's she's 90. She's 90, and you can see some videos. um, That's like cleavage and everything. She's doing it moving like there's photos of her dancing there's videos of her dancing and she has like she can move hips don't not lie. the fact that she can dance well but i'm impressed she's 90 years old and she can physically like move around i'd be concerned properly, which is just something that we should all aspire to be able to move properly when you're 90 years old yeah i'm impressed yeah, anyway batty winkle that's her ig handle I used to follow her. Maybe I should re-follow. I don't know. I haven't followed her. I just found it interesting. Whoop, you're following her now. <sighs> All right. <laughs> I think that's us. I think that's us. I think it's a good place to end. So yeah. Whoop Band, Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg. She's also written Option B because her husband tragically suddenly died. Which While they're is... on holidays in Mexico. He had a heart attack on a treadmill. Crazy. Like, shit crazy so she's a great writer the book is great a lot of insights in there whether you know you are a man or a woman i think Mm. it's beneficial to read imagine a man reading a book from a female's narrator perspective yeah and if you have a daughter read it Mm. anyway um and shona virtue and shona virtue and i think that was it did we go on massive rants about those two things thanks for listening guys if you have any suggestions yes. of what should be our hot ones, let us know. Books we should read, products we should review. Podcasts we should listen to. Podcasts we should listen to. Please send them our way. And if you have any questions or comments, please send them through. But don't be a dick. <laughs> Subscribe. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>